Are you a fanatic? Then you're in the right place. Welcome to the Fanatic Life Podcast. Here are your hosts, John Gunter and Jamie Tipton. That still doesn't mean it's meant. Hey, everyone. We're so glad to have you back on the Fanatic Life Podcast, episode four. This week, we're going to get into uh, really the headline of the weekend uh, in Hamilton. We've got a Flash movie with a familiar face, some next-gen PS5 and Xbox statistics, and we'll get into a little sports as well. Again, we're glad to have you. This is John. Uh, with me, as always, is Jamie. And uh, like I said, Hamilton really has been just this huge thing over the weekend. Now, for a lot of us, if you don't live near a, a place where you could have gone and seen Hamilton, you know, on Broadway, and I think they toured the country, but uh, Disney Plus put this out, I think, on, Ju- uh, on July 3rd, and this thing is phenomenal. Uh, let me, uh, we usually save our fan or flop for the end of the episode. This week, I'm going for it. My fan thing of the week is Hamilton. Get it on Disney Plus. Let me just tell you a couple of things about this. What If you don't know anything about the play, Hamilton is, is really telling the story of Alexander Hamilton. They, they based it off a uh, biography uh, that was done by Ron uh, Chernow. And so they, they set all this to kind of some hip hop and some uh, just different genres of, of singing. And uh, it's really telling a historical story through music. And, and they kind of say it like this, that... They're telling the story of then uh, through us now. And so just kind of modernizing that with, with music and things like that. And I'll just tell you, Jamie, if we would have had history lessons like this in the past, I would have paid much more attention. You know, I don't, I don't remember any of our stuff from school, you know, or not much of it, but uh, just to see this and, and to see the way they work in a biography about a man uh, in, in a format that is so engaging, uh, is just fantastic. And this is, they've been doing this for a while, I think since 2014 or 15. And they, uh, Hamilton has won 11 Tonys. That's when you go to Broadway, that that's the big, that's the big thing, but it also won a Pulitzer prize for drama. I didn't even know those existed. Uh, but they, uh, they have just done fantastic. It's the first Broadway Play. It's the first Broadway show. Uh, they did eight uh, performances in one week, and they made $3.3 million. <laughs> That's just crazy. And then uh, I told you it's on Disney Plus now, so you can watch uh, one of their performances back from 2016 with the original cast. And, um, but Disney is able to do that because they paid $75 million for this product. And I'm telling you, it's worth a watch. It's worth a listen. Uh, if nothing else, if this doesn't sound interesting to you, if you're like, yeah, I don't know about a biography, you know, and, and I just got that, that actual book biography in my hand today. It's over 700 pages long. So this is Tuesday. Jamie, I'll let you know tomorrow what I think about it. You know, I'll read that quickly. But uh, if you don't think this sounds interesting at all, let me just challenge you to do this. If you already have Disney+, Plus. Go look at Hamilton. Go start that thing. Go 20 minutes in. At 20 minutes, 
you have uh, Jonathan Groff playing King George the Third. Now, Jonathan Groff, if you got if you have kids, he also plays Kristoff on Frozen. Now, I don't want to be judgmental. Maybe you don't have kids and you like Frozen. Maybe that's a thing too. But Jonathan Groff plays King George the Third, and it is fantastic. It takes about four minutes to to watch his performance. If that doesn't get you hooked or you don't get some entertainment out of that, you know, uh, you can go on about your day, I guess. So, man, that is uh, I I wanted to start off the show with that because we have we have watched it and rewatched parts of it, especially the King George, the third part. But uh, it is just fantastic. So I am a fan of Hamilton. Go. Like I said, if you've got Disney Plus, you're out nothing anyway. Go go try to start that because it is so good. Jamie, I haven't let you talk at all. So we we really wanted to bring up, and, and Jamie especially, uh, that there's this new Flash movie coming out, since we're talking about the world of entertainment anyway. And this Flash movie is featuring someone, well, with a familiar face in a familiar role. Jamie, tell us about it. That's right. Uh, the new Flash movie, which I believe is slated in 2021, 2022 to come out, you know, it's going to have Ezra Miller as the Flash. He was the Flash in the, the Justice League movie. Um, but this movie is based around the uh, comic book storyline uh, Flashpoint, where the Flash goes back in time to try to save his mother uh, and wrecks havoc on the uh, DC universe. Well, they're bringing back somebody who basically introduced me to comic book, comic book movies, we're talking Michael Keaton as Batman. I know a lot of people are our age. I mean, that was our first superhero movie to ever watch. We were a little Mm -hmm. young for the Superman movies. You know, I remember the Superman movies as a kid, but the, the hype and the excitement around what everybody refers to now as Batman 89. And they're actually talking about building a universe around that Batman 89 setting. Where, and hopefully have Michael Keaton play like a mentor role in some of these new DC movies and TV shows that will be coming out in the near future. But this is all speculative. Talks are still being done. So this could all fall apart at tomorrow by the time this podcast comes out. Right. Yeah. It's, it's interesting to, uh, to get this kind of movie news and, and, I mean, people speculate it. If you don't know anything about current comic books, I mean, people speculate on it when movie news comes out. You know, if it's a if it's about a new character, or even an old character, if it uh, translates back to the comic book world, people will actually go and buy those and and try to make a profit on it or just have something that's that's worth more money now. And so that's an interesting part of it as as we've uh, as you get this new movie news, and we'll we'll talk some more about um, uh, some of those different comic book. Uh, speculations as we as we go along but you know I, I don't know if I remember that Batman I I might have seen it but you know my, my first I guess my first really um, movie or show that got me into kind of a, a superhero realm I don't know if it was do you remember the show Thundercats you remember that? <laughs> yes 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 I remember Thundercats Thundercats and then for me, it was Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, which is fantastic because, you know, now my kids, it's still around. And now my kids are playing with the Ninja Turtle thing. So uh, that, that for me was. I was going to say, I did not have a uh, prouder moment as a father when my son requested 
the old Ninja Turtles over the new Ninja Turtles. So the cartoon yeah, from late eighties, early nineties, he actually prefers that Ninja Turtles over the the newer Ninja Turtles. So it's, it's kind of neat to have that little connecting bond with a four year old. Oh yeah, that's fantastic. Which uh, which turtle was your favorite? Uh, I was a I was a Leonardo fan. Man, that's Donatello. So we you know, we got half the team right there. <laughs> I don't, I don't know course. why I like Donatello more, but. Uh, he, he was a smart guy. Maybe, I, you know, that was a foreshadow into me going into technology. I don't know. Uh, I believe at the time my favorite color was blue and I liked sword. So that was <laughs> that was my drawing point to Leo. Which, yeah, which looking back, I mean, that should have been mine. That's what I would have thought, you know. But I, I tell my kids I liked them all, you know, so just play with oh, them and yeah, have fun. Yeah. I mean, you, you, could, you couldn't have one without the other. Uh, and also, I've, I've read an article today that, there is talks of a a reboot of uh, the Ninja Turtle movies, another reboot. And they're talking this possibly could get an R rating. Really? Huh. That'd be interesting. Now, granted, if, if you're not familiar with the comics for the Ninja Turtle movies or well for the Ninja Turtles, the comics were far darker, far grittier, you know, more teen to adult geared, uh, comic books uh the tv show is what basically made it for children so that's where a lot of the preconceived notion that ninja turtles was a kid's show or a kid's comic book but actually it was more geared towards your teen and adults and that's why when the the first live action ninja turtle movie came out there was quite a bit of uproar because the ninja turtles were cussing in this movie and you know a lot of parents were like whoa 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 you know this isn't the Saturday morning cartoon my kids watch. And that's because the first movie, they tried to base a little more into the comic world than the cartoon realm. Right. Now, you know, I remember some of our friends, you know, their parents would have problems with, you know, thinking that, that we were going to run off, you know, because it was, it was kids going to kind of running off from their parents and doing all these things. It was like you said, kind of dark. And, uh, and you're right though. I mean, this, when you go into the comic book world, you get all kinds of things that you it's just not geared, especially for kids. And, you know, you introduced me back to uh, really to comic books. Was it last year? Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, I don't, I don't we, we'd collected baseball cards and you know, all kinds of cards, but I never really got into comic books. But when you go to the comic books, you can get in all kinds of things. We've talked about uh, Batman coming up. We've talked about Ninja Turtles. Well, there are crossover comics with Batman and Ninja Turtles. And, and I believe you said um, in a previous conversation that there's a Batman versus Ninja Turtles. And so you get a lot of things in those comic books, which are very interesting. And uh, uh, I don't know it. It really, <laughs> I kind of jumped in uh, to the deep end when, after you introduced me to them, cause I, I started grabbing the newest, hottest, you know, comic book and, and trying to collect the series and all this stuff. And I mean, is there anything right now that you know, since we're talking about, you know, the comic book, you know, Erie, is there a, a comic book right now that you're going and getting or what, how are you approaching comics right well, now? Right now it, the comic industry is, uh, it's kind of still on shutdown because you know, the coronavirus and everything, it kind of halted production and distribution of a lot of comics. Now I do, I do have direct subscriptions with, uh, a couple of Marvel titles, amazing Spider-Man, uh, cable and Darth Vader on their star Wars line. Those three are the main one that I kind of keep up with. Now there's not a comic book shop here in town, 
uh, the closest place you'd have to go would be Little Rock. But I mean, uh, the local game exchange is actually selling comics. So, you know, I'll go in there and I'll kind of look around a little bit, see if there's something in their bargain bin I might pick up. Uh, of course, there's a couple of guys at flea markets the same way. And also, what I've enjoyed doing too is uh, there's a store called Ollie's. And uh, they sell trade paperbacks, graphic novels, you know, and they're really reasonable price, but they also sell 10 pack. And it's just a, you know, what's what comic books you're getting that's on the front and on the back and the, the rest of the eight of them that are in there, you don't know what you're going to get. And that's half the fun of it. It's kind of like opening up a pack of baseball cards back when we were a kid. I pulled a comic that goes for about a hundred dollars on eBay out of a six dollar bag of comics the other day so that was kind of nice oh wow that's that is nice <laughs> well that yeah and if you've never been to ollie's that's an interesting story you, you can definitely get some deals there and uh that section whether whether it be books or comics or whatever is a big section so you can you can search through there i mean it's kind of random uh, i guess it's always random oh isn't yeah it? it's kind of that uh close out prices close out place uh Right. But actually, Marvel has a deal with Ollie's. I read this. That's right. I forgot about that. Uh, yeah. All their like trade paperbacks and stuff that they don't sell, Ollie's says, hey, we'll buy them. And you can get, I mean, $20, $30 trade paperbacks for five, six, seven bucks. I don't think I've ever seen anything in there over $10. Yeah. Well, and COVID, COVID-19 has really got us where we can't go and. You know, I'm not I'm not taking my family out to different places like that. But, uh, you know, once once we're able to do that safely, uh, that's one thing I'm going to do is go back uh, and see what I can find there. Because I, I just bought a couple of random, uh, just random books. And my, my my seven-year-old just turned seven the other day. Uh, he, he's just reading the heck out of, I don't know if it was a, it was an old Marvel, like it was a, uh, the cover of it was a, a movie from one of the Avengers movies. And so it had like Thor and Loki, maybe. I don't know if it's the first Avengers or what it was. I think but, it's the second Avengers. I think I remember seeing that one last time I was in there. Yeah. And he'll get in the car and get in the van and that's what he wants to read. You know, he's talking about his comic. I bought it. I bought it just to, to have it, but he, he's adopted it. So it's his <laughs> right. now. Well, and I mean, that's the joy right there is actually sharing that, sharing that moment, you know, with your child. You know? Yeah. Well, I mean, we, you know, you can bond over different things like we were talking about the Ninja Turtles and, and, and things like that. And he's, I felt like he might've been a little young to watch some of those Marvel movies, but once he started watching them and as long as he could ask me questions about it, like if it was something that might've been a little scary to him or something he didn't, did not understand. And he picked up with it. He, he wanted to watch. All right, what can I watch next? Which one can we watch? And uh, man, he he follows it well. And so that is something I'm like, okay, well, you know, he's starting to read and things like that. And that's that's something we can get into uh, together. And so I hope to do that. Right. And there's also uh, some digital options out there as well. If you want to catch up on certain stories that you missed in the past or anything like that. Of course, DC has the DC Universe, which, you know, it has comics, TV shows, and movies on there. Um, I'm actually I'm a subscriber to that. I, I really enjoy the app just for, you know, reading old comic books that you can go back and I believe you can read like Action Comics number one, which, you know, first appearance of Superman, the holy grail of comic books, you know. 
it's there. Yeah, if you if you actually found it, would be in paperback. It'd be worth how much? Just no tell it. A lot of money. money. Yeah, and I mean, it it gives you that you know option to where you can check out some of these storylines you might have missed. You can read the Flashpoint storyline on there. What we talked about earlier with the Flash movie. There's actually a Flashpoint animated movie that DC put out probably about five six years ago. That is also I enjoy it. Uh, DC actually does a really good job with their animated movies. A lot of them are PG, PG thirteen. But yeah, and then Marvel has Marvel Unlimited, which is you know basically the same thing, only you know minus the movies and TV shows and stuff. But it's where you can read all their comic books, all their back issues and stuff like that. And there is a one more option that is uh, a pretty good option because it's free. The app is called Hoopla, and a lot of the public library systems are tied with this app. So all you got to do is go to your local library, find out if they're connected with Hoopla, get you a library card, download the app, create your username, put your library card in, and you can borrow comic books, ebook, audiobooks, all sorts of stuff. And you get about 10 to 15 borrows a month. So, I mean, it's a, it's a very cost-effective way to read comics and books. Yeah, just or just put your toe in the water, so to speak, just to see if you, you know, if that's something you'd be interested in. Comic books aren't expensive. I mean, what do most of them sell for? Three ninety nine, two ninety nine, uh, anywhere from three ninety nine to four ninety nine, and it just also okay. depends too. Some of the uh, like your number ones will be a little bit bigger issue, and they'll sell for a higher price. Right, and that's you know, if you're if you're not a comic book collector, you know, you want to find that. That number one that's starting the series, you know, you you want to you want to have that in your collection. So a lot of times those are the ones that are going to go for for more. And especially if they introduce a new character, uh, people are going to flock to that. So, you know, if you're uh, you know, we talk about, um, you know, uh, PS5 is coming out with a new uh, Spider-Man game and it's Spider-Man Miles Morales. Well, you can go to the comic books and get Spider-Man Miles Morales. And I, I made a little bit of money on some of those, Jamie, this, this past year when I, I would buy, I would buy several copies of that and, and sell them on eBay and, uh, and just keep one. And so I did, I did pretty good, like just paying for the one I had, but a lot of times you, you can buy, uh, buy a comic book if it's one that people want or one that sells out quickly and you can turn around and take that three ninety nine book and, and sell it for 10 on eBay or, or 12 or something. And so you end up, at least for me, I mean, whatever strategy you want, I I just really wanted to be able to pay for my comic book. So what I have would be free, you know, now I ended up buying more than that (laughs) and, you know, don't talk to my wife about it because she's like, yeah, this didn't pay for, for each of them. But, you know, some of them I sold for 20 something dollars on eBay and, uh, and made, you know, I didn't have free shipping or anything. So, I mean, it was, I made money on that, but. I bought, I bought so many that really didn't matter, but you could, you could do things like that and, and jump in, you know, a little bit at a time. My, my wife likes to joke that I collect paper cards and comics. So it's, it's, <laughs> I do, I collect paper. There you go. Yeah. I got into, I guess one of my, my favorite comics, the one I went after, I'm trying to remember now, DC came out with, uh, their new girl, man, I'm blanking on her name right now. It was last yeah, year. I can see the cover in my head. I can't. Oh, I can't remember the name. I got them all. I I found them. I had to pay some good money on eBay for, uh, for some of the, uh, I think maybe the first issue, maybe the second, first and second. But, uh, 
But yeah, I mean, you start with a new character and this was, this was a, an African-American girl who, you know, is learning that her life isn't exactly what she thought it was. And so you, what you see is, okay, this is going to be a new superhero. And so if you can get those comics when, you know, it's introducing them, like Jamie said, you know, that first edition of Superman, man, you can, you can get into some money really quickly there. And, uh, I mean, is there anybody in the last year, any comic book, like any, like that had just come out that you really went after, or do you just kind of pick and choose as you go, just whatever you want to read? Uh, I mainly just pick and choose. I've got my favorites. Um, I've kind of fell behind with there not being a comic book store here. And, uh, I just found out Naomi was the name of the, the comic books you were talking about. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. Naomi. Uh, like I said, I, I do the Marvel new books just because they're easier to get through their subscription service. Uh, DC's subscription service is a little different. And it's last time I checked into it, you could only get certain titles. And, you know, I like some of the more obscure titles. I like the Batman Beyond series. I was I was into that for a little while. The Red Hood, which, you know, all these characters are tied to Batman. Uh, Red Hood used to be... Uh, Jason Todd, the Robin that was killed by the Joker. And of course, Batman Beyond was based off the animated series from the 90s. Uh, you know, it's a older Bruce Wayne with a, a newer Batman, stuff like that. Uh, of course, I go after like Flash and Green Lantern. Those are also two of the co- two of the DC characters I like to collect. Mm-hmm. It's interesting because, you know, I don't know if, if I had to say, a, you know, a favorite comic book character, you know, because I'm so new to it. You know, I would probably say, you know, maybe Daredevil or Naomi, Naomi being because, you know, I feel like I've been there from the beginning and I have, you know, this is, I have all the, or I think I do, I don't think they came out with any more, but, uh, I have all the, the first editions of, of Naomi. And so that's kind of how you get hooked in it is that you, you have that first one and then you can follow that character along. And so to me, that's a lot of fun. Now, like you said, I don't have a comic book shop. I My closest one is, is 45 minutes away. You know, as we go along, I'll, I'll give you guys some options. There are ways to buy comics online. I've bought from several different places and, and some of them. So you're not like shipping every one of them. You know, they'll save, you know, once you, once you, you know, spend $50 or something like that, they'll ship it to you or, uh, you know, something like that. And so you can actually, even if you don't have a comic shop around, you can kind of get involved in that. Some people have uh, Patreon. What's the guy's name up in Seattle? Was that Mil- uh, Russ. Mill Creek? Yeah, Mill Creek. Uh, Mill Creek Comics up in Seattle. Uh, fantastic guy. They have a, a YouTube channel uh, with Comic Tom, and he'll be on there. And so if, if, if you're thinking about getting into the comics, you can look up Comic Tom on YouTube. Uh, and uh, Russ is, is on there. Russ is fantastic. And he, he actually has that Mill Creek shop. And I've, I've, I've chatted with him uh, on, online about things and just a fantastic guy. And you can see that when you watch those videos, I think, really easily. But that's a way to get involved and, and, and start a comic book, you know, collection and see if you, you know, like that as well. So it's always fun to get that package coming in the mail. And well, if you can slip it by your wife, you know, where she's not giving <laughs> you the look. But <laughs> but uh, but I always enjoyed, you know, when I finally got that you know, spin up to that $50. And of course they'll ship it to you whenever if you want to pay the shipping. But you know, if you want to get like free shipping or something like that, a lot of times it's like, if you pay 50 bucks, then we'll ship it to you. Right. So, you know, you might be 
uh, a couple of issues in before you get if, if you're ordering several. And and that's 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 also the thing with like the Marvel subscriptions. You're not going to get them the day of the comic book sh- shops because I mean basically they ship them out. They leave the press at the same time as the books that are going to the comic book shop. And I mean it's going it's going to take a little while. I mean, Marvel tries to do their best to, with packaging, but, you know, it's not always perfect. But, I mean, just for reading comics and stuff like that, I mean, and a lot of times that they're they're cutting you a deal, usually up to like 40% off cover value. So, I mean, help save some money, too. Yeah, that's right. And, and that's one of those things, uh, if you're new to this, that I had to learn in the last year, that when you get in with, with a lot of these things, well, they, they order them like 90 days out, right? Uh, yeah, something like that. Uh, they like to have a kind of a count of how many they're going to sell before they order because, mm-hmm. you know, comic book shop, I mean, once they buy those comics, I mean, it's not a, oh, well, we can send them back to the distributor and they'll buy them back. No, they're stuck with that. They've got to sell it. And unfortunately, there's several times you see a brand new comic in their dollar bin. They're just trying to get rid of what they have. Right. Because it didn't didn't sell like they thought or whatever. So. Yeah, if you can, first of all, if you go, if you have a comic shop near you, uh, most of them that I have ever interacted with will let you have an account. Like if you're going to order regularly, they're going to give you an automatic discount for that anyway. And so that's kind of the same way with online distributors. Uh, you can get into, uh, and I'm, some of these names are, are slipping me right now, but there's Midtown Comics. Yeah, I've never ordered from Midtown, but Midtown uh, does a I'm trying to remember the name lot of DC. That's where DC prefers you to order your subscription through okay midtown's in new york and they they just do huge huge things and but if you do if you get in with on these online distributors you can if you order you know so far out if you order you know past the 90 days like you're expecting they'll they'll show you what's coming out so if you order that over 90 days most of the time they'll give you a big discount so instead of that 399 maybe you're paying 299 uh, I mean, that's, that's a big discount on $4, right. you know, a dollar right. off. That's so, 25% off um, right there. Yeah. And so, I mean, you just, just look around and, um, uh, uh, maybe, I'll, maybe it'll come to me in a minute, which one I've, I've actually ordered from, but, uh, I've had really good experience with that. I mean, the only other thing that I can think of that you, that you need to know if you're just getting started is, you know, most people are looking for mint condition, whether we're talking about car, sport cards or, Comic books, it's just, we want them to be mint condition. Problem is, these things are paper and very thin paper, most of them. And a, a lot of times when they get to the comic book shop from, you know, whether it be Diamond or whoever's doing their, their shipping, they're not in mint condition as soon as they open the box. I mean, they're already messed up from that distributor. So just just know that going in and you won't be upset, you know. Yeah, I was saying that's like, I mean, that's one Marvel comes in a plastic bag with a little piece of cardboard and it says, do not bend, but you know how the mail delivery people, they uh, don't generally look at that and they'll fold it up and put it in the mailbox. Oh yeah. That hurts right there. man. <laughs> that hurts. And, and of course, if you get, you know, like I said, I had nothing but good, uh, good experiences on this online stuff. And so, you know, especially when I'm ordering enough to where, you know, for several weeks I've ordered, comics and and then i accrue that 50 dollars. they send it to me they they take really good precautions and put it in a box and you know so it's it's the best it can be that still doesn't mean it's mint right oh yeah so if you're forgetting in just to just to think oh this will be mint and whatever well just you know dial it back a little right. bit because it, it just won't be it just that's not 
No, that's not how it works. My, my advice wouldn't be to uh, get into the hobby to make money. Get into the hobby because it's something you enjoy doing, uh, whether it's the artwork, the characters, or just, you know, bonding with your, your family or anything like that or friends. Right. Yeah. And that's, that's a good point. And of course, people jump in for all kinds of things. But yeah, if you, if you love it and if you, if you love, you know, reading these things and, and getting the new one, that's going to change it. You know, it'd be, be a lot less frustrating, I oh, would yeah. say. There, there's been comics I've bought with the intent of selling and like, yeah, you know what? I think I'm just going to hang on to these. Oh yeah, man. Absolutely. And the, uh, I was just thinking as you were talking there, you know, some of these for the artwork, like you mentioned, some of these things are, are beautiful. You'll, you'll learn about these, uh, these, um, artists, you know, art germ, art germ is one of my favorite. I mean, he, that's just amazing. I mean, you see that guy put pen to paper. It's just fantastic. But, uh, the other thing is just to know about variants. <laughs> and that was, that was baptism by fire, Jamie. Cause I didn't know how that worked. And, uh, just, a, just a quick overview, the, the way, you know, a lot of these, these comic books will come and you won't, okay, I want Spider-Man number one. Well, that's fine, but there's a Spider-Man number one regular cover and there's three variant covers, which means it can be who knows what on the cover of those. And so instead of just getting that number one cover, maybe that's all you want, but a lot of people will go ahead and get those other variant covers and some of them will be shipped that way. So for every one uh, number one regular cover they get, they, uh, they'll get a variant. But some of these variants, you have to order an insane amount of comic books, the comic book shop does, to be able to even buy one of the variants. And so they may come out with a, what, a 1 in 50 or 1 in 500 or something like right. that. And, uh, and some of those things, if, if you don't live in a big city with a big comic book store, uh, just get ready to pony up and, and pay somebody on eBay because right. it's, it's going to be hard to find. You know, I've had good dealings with eBay as well. You know, getting good comics at a reasonable price. A lot of times I'll buy, I buy in bulk, you know, I'll, I'll find like the series I'm collecting and I'll see somebody have like issues 12 through 35. And I'm like, yep, I'm going after that one, mm, you know, yeah. fill out your collection. Also, I've bought, uh, bought one graded comic, uh, I paid $45 for it and the condition it's in being graded and everything that's, it's a $200 comic and I, you know, I paid $45 for it. Yeah. That that's awesome. And yeah, I had, I'm trying to think if I bought, yeah, I bought, I bought uh, some of those Naomi's off of eBay, but also had really good um, success selling them. Like I told you. And really, like I said, everybody wants it in as good of condition as you can, you can make it. So if, if, you're like, if you're like me and think, okay, well, I want to try, at least try, wink, wink, and, and uh, make my money back to where my comic's free. That's, that was my goal. Um, you know, you're going to have to sell some of these on eBay. You're going to have to be comfortable doing that. And co comic collectors just want to know, they want to know what they're getting into. And so you're going to want to take really good pictures. You're going to want to zoom in or, or get real close pictures of the corners and how straight it is and all that. And as long as you do that, you won't have any issues or you shouldn't, you know, not, not, not many, but, uh, and that's what I would do is I would just take really good pictures and, and you'll see people selling them on there and you can kind of see how they do it. But, uh, I would do that. And as soon as somebody would buy my comic, I would, I would email them and say, Hey, thanks for buying my comic. I'm going to get this in the mail as soon as I can, you know, I'm going to protect it. And in the description, I was going to tell them exactly how I was going to protect it. Like you said. 
you know, you don't, you don't want anybody, you know, rolling that up and, uh, and putting it in a mailbox. And so there are mailers you can buy for comics. And so you, you want to do that. You know, you want to protect these things. You don't want them just thrown in a box, you know, <laughs> good luck. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Because yes, you want to read them and, and hopefully, you know, it's not fun if you're not reading them. If you're just trying to sell them, that's not fun. You, you want to be involved. You want to be in the story. And that's how you find out all this information is, you know, you, you read the comic book and find out, okay, well, this is, this is a new character. This is a new appearance. And so you learn all this information about uh, upcoming comics and what you should be expecting and all that. And, and just getting into the story, some of these things, like I mentioned, Daredevil, uh, if you look on YouTube and watch shows on comics, people are going to say, if you're not reading Daredevil, you are missing out. So that's a good one. If you're like, man, I, I kind of want to jump into this, but you have to go back and, and find that issue one and, and start, you know, piling them up. Um, so, which is fun to me. And I think fun to you as well. You know, when you can get that collection going and especially if you're missing, you know, different ones and you can fill those, those holes, but yeah, jump in there and, and get some of those and any other, any other tips or thoughts on, on comic books that the people didn't know if they hadn't, haven't jumped in before. Uh, couple of things if you do, if you do the comic-con scene uh i know we've got a couple around here that of course i don't know if they'll be put on this year with what all's going on uh if you're wanting to buy comics and stuff like that wait till the last day of the show those guys don't want to pack stuff up so they'll be willing to make a deal for you and also while you're there you know hit up the uh hit up the artist row is what they call it you know where all the, the comic book artists are i mean those guys are some of the more interesting guys you can talk to while you're there at the comic book at the convention. I mean, a lot of people go to meet the celebrities that are there and whatnot, but like they're some of the most nicest people you've I've met. I've got a couple guys autographed that these are the type of guys you can go out and have a barbecue with and just sit around and talk with. So uh, I enjoyed that. Yeah. And it's, I mean, and any, Jamie mentioned celebrities, any celebrity could be there. Uh, and a lot of times these these uh, Comic-Con type conventions will will put out a flyer. Like I remember seeing one, uh, Stanley from The Office was was at one. I mean, he's not a comic book character, but they bring these people in to, you know, to draw people from all kinds of different things. You know, you, you'll have uh, people who follow comic books or movies or, uh, you know, Sean Astin was at one, uh, you yeah. know, in the last yeah, year. He was at the uh, Arkansas Comic-Con last year. Uh, he was there, Kevin Conroy, which uh, a lot of people won't know that name. But uh, if you watched uh, Batman, the animated series in the 90s, you know the voice because he was the voice of Batman. Uh, he was there. Uh, Mick Foley from uh, WWE was there. Uh, I can't think of the guy's name, but he's one. he was one of the Power Rangers. Uh, he was there. So, I mean, they, they get these fairly big celebrities there. And, you know, they, that's what gets a lot of people into the into the show. Right. And like Jamie said, if you want, if you want to really get some deals, you wait till that last day. I mean, it's like, you know, if you have to move and, you know, pack your house, there's a lot of things as you're, you know, <laughs> as you're trying to move, you're like, why do I have all of this? Could I, could I not move? You know, moving, I would never do well in a moving job. Jamie. I hate it. Oh. And so everybody else is human too. And so they would rather sell it to you, you know, discounted than pack it up and, haul it on their back, you know, to, to the car and, and get everything done like that. So they'll sell you that. Yeah. That's, that's a good they'll point. They'll sell you that dollar comic for 25 cents and be on, send you on your way. Right. Yeah. Get you, get you a good little collection going. Um, 
But yeah, and you know, one more thing, you know, just about um, collections in general. Uh, just you know, if you've got any other questions about comic books, that's something that uh, interests you. You know, Jamie can can answer some questions. I can too. Reach out and let us know. We'd love to hear from you. One thing, you know, a couple of weeks ago, a couple of episodes ago, we talked about we talked kind of in depth about card collecting, baseball card collecting, and uh, I really thought it had kind of uh, died down and kind of gone gone away. And I had a, a friend of mine from our hometown reach out and say, "Man, I've I've been doing a lot of of card collecting lately," and and basically. Uh, well, I got kind of, he, he called me, I asked him if he'd call me. And so I talked to him and basically it's just changed from when we were kids to, it really is more about making money now. You, you need to have deep pockets to get into it. And uh, if you go to your local Walmart or Target or something like that, there are going to be different series of cards that as soon as the vendor drops them off, they're gone. And, and they cost a lot to begin with. Uh, so. <laughs> So you got you have to you have to kind of go into it knowing that okay the really good stuff is going to be gone quickly unless I really want to pay for it. So um, just an interesting thing that you know I was able to catch up with with uh, Jason and uh, he he was telling me about that. And uh, there's a lot of money to be made if you want to want to get into it, but it's going to take a lot of money. Whereas what do you call it the junk card era that we were in? Yeah, the junk when wax we were collecting junk wax. Yeah, we're. I bought uh, since we since we talked about it on this episode. I went and bought several uh, boxes, sealed boxes of the 1989 Upper Deck baseball cards that that set because it has its number one card in there is King Griffey Jr. That's his expensive rookie card, and so uh, I have those. And I, man, I think those cards are ugly, except for that one because a it's Griffey and you know it's his rookie card, and I know that, but. Uh, just to, you know, I'm trying, you know, we talked about having things in mint condition. I'm wanting to have those graded and see if I can get a, a 10 and really get into money with it. Uh, and if I could get two, I would love it because I would sell one and make all my money back and then keep one. But uh, it just seems like it shifted a little bit. Whereas, you know, back when we were doing it, you could find card shows and uh, even, you know, brick and mortar stores in the uh, in the mall and in these smaller towns, but now it's kind of moved to the bigger, uh, bigger areas. And so for me, I'm, I'm down in Southwest Arkansas and middle of nowhere. I mean, it takes, it takes an hour to get to a, a pretty good sized city. And then that city isn't even big enough to have a card show that I know of. Uh, so I would have to drive up uh, more towards central Arkansas, towards our, our state capital to find a, uh, uh, find a good card show. But Apparently they're out there, Jamie. I just didn't have my my finger on the pulse of that, and, uh, and apparently it's you know it's just shifted uh, from the way we used to do it and kind of go after it to really how much money can I make? Or, or it seems that way anyway. Right. Uh, everybody's after the uh, the the insert in the pack or whatever. Uh, you know, we could get a pack of cards for thirty five cents back in the day. Uh, now a pack of baseball cards, if you get them from the local Dollar Tree, they're a dollar, and there's only five cards in there get them for Walmart. It's four to $5 for like a, a pack of 20, something like that. The hobby has ge- been geared more toward the collector instead of what I, I guess you would call the hobbyist where it's more of you're looking for that one card. You're looking for the card that's got the autograph, the card that's got the, uh, the game piece of the game Jersey in stuff like that. That's right. Yeah. That, that, that's been a big push on those two things. And like when we were collecting 
Upper Deck had a series, Score had a series, Tops, Fleer, uh, Don Russ, uh, and then even those had their own little spinoffs. You know, you had Fleer Ultra, Top Stadium Club, uh, different things like that had their, was their high-end card. Now, Tops is the only one that has the actual MLB certifications. There's only three card companies now. Really, there's Tops, Upper Deck, and uh, Panini, which owns Don Russ. Tops has the MLB license. So if you find a pack of Don Russ card, you know, they're they're licensed with the Players Association, so they've got the player's name, but there's no there's no team logos on it or anything like that. So it just kind of looks one of the... It kind of look like those uh, cheap cards we'd get out of the cereal box, you know, back in the day. So that, that kind of kind of turns me off on those, even though, you know, like I said, I bought a pack. I was at the Dollar Tree and I bought a pack of Don Rush just to see what that. I mean, it's a it's a nice card. I mean, it the look of the card's mm. nice, the design. And of course, I mean, I loved getting the uh, the Diamond King cards in a pack back when we were collecting. So, I mean, even they still even do that to this day. But just the fact that it there's no logos, there's no there's no team team logo or anything like that it's kind of a these cards just don't feel like baseball card yeah yeah that's i nearly i nearly bought a set the other day and it was it was one of those it was it was a non-tops you know baseball card set Uh, well i think it was by panini right and uh expensive and of course you like you said it it was you know people are trying to get these because they're you know one autograph in each box or you know, you're looking for that insert card and they're doing so many of these that, you know, they'll have a game used jersey or a jersey, you know, part of a jersey on the card. Some of them are signed. And so there's this, you know, big gamble as to, you know, whether it's worth money. Of course, you get an autographed card that is worth some money, but is it worth what you paid for the box or right. uh, or the cards? And I, I think the last time I bought baseball cards there at Walmart, I think I paid like six bucks. Uh, it was one of the Bowman ones. Which is also owned by Top. Right. It was a Bowman Platinum. Yeah, Bowman Platinum is what I got. And I think it was six bucks. And like you said, it's probably 20 cards. I don't know. I'm uh, trying to remember. But yeah, and and you're right. They are gorgeous. Like I said, compared to, especially compared to my 1989, you know, upper deck. It's just, you know, those are plain. They're a good quality card. But man, they, they are not pretty at all. Right. right. But uh, anything, anything else on cards? Uh, I, I could go off on a tangent, but, you know. Just the fact that uh, you go to, you know, like you said, we had one set to collect. If you wanted tops, you collected the tops. Now tops have mm-hmm. their the Allen Ginther set, which is kind of a kind of almost looks like a painting. They're kind of a fancier card, if you will. Then they also have their Heritage set, which is today's stars and like the the not seventies set. Cards look like they're from the seventies, but it's got you know the today's stars. Then you got their mainline set. And then you got their opening day set, and it's just like, just just give me one set of cards to collect. Don't make don't right. make me choose. <laughs> uh, right? Yeah, yeah. It gets really expensive real quick if you have to have to go into all of them. If, you know, if you're trying to do that, uh, but. and and not to mention the Bowman and Bowman Platinum, and then like the Gypsy Queen, which are also some of their more premium mm. cards. Yeah. Well, everybody everybody's still out for the you know some things haven't changed. Everybody's still out for the rookie card. You know, if you find a baseball, I think, uh, talking to Jason, you know, more baseball and basketball, but if you can find a, a guy like, a you know, Zion Williamson, who people think will do really well, you know, he's been injured and 
everything already, but, uh, uh, you know, they think he might do well. So that card's going to bring a premium. If you can find that rookie card in there and that's what everybody's going for and trying to sell high. And you know, if he doesn't, maybe they'll make their money back. But you know, those people who, who buy those and keep them, maybe it's worth, you know, good money down the road. Right. But that's, that's kind of how the, uh, the card collecting looks today. Uh, I don't know, you know, I don't know if I'll get my, my son into that or not. I just don't know. <laughs> You know, it just seemed, like you said, it was so easy back then and cheap. You know, it wasn't necessarily expensive. Of course, you and I went to card shows and bought the expensive cards we wanted. So we didn't have to, you know, we didn't have to go through all these packs of cards to find right. it. Uh, we would just go buy it and pay more money for it. But again, maybe we saved money because we didn't buy so many packs of cards and just trying to find that one. Uh, I think we still bought the same amount of packs. Probably so. <laughs> Probably didn't slow us down any. But yeah, that's that's uh, that's what comic and card collecting look like today, and uh, we'd love to. I'd love to hear from you if you're actually collecting either one of these. I know a lot of us, as we talked about this a, a few episodes ago, I had people reach out to me like, "Yeah, man, this that brought me back. I still have these cards, you know, all these things." So if you're if you're collecting comics or cards today, let's hear from you. I, I'd love to know what you're doing and you know what you're going after, and heck, maybe we can help each other. I don't know. Uh, but some of the uh, some of the just switching gears just a minute, we've talked about uh, the PlayStation Five. We've talked about the the hype video that came out here uh, what a few weeks ago now I guess. But just wanted to kind of revisit that because uh, we've had some things had some details leaked out. These are not official, uh, but one guy on Twitter and and that 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 really makes it sound sketchy. <laughs> uh, but these these people these people tend to be pretty good at what they do when they leak these things out. So it might change a little bit, but uh, I would bet it's going to be close. But if, if you follow, if you have Twitter, uh, this man's name is Iron Man PS5. That's the account he's, he's kind of leaked these things out from. But he's put out that the re- release date of the PS5 is going to be November 20th of this year. So be looking for that. It's going to be, uh, I guarantee it's going to be close. Oh, yeah. If not on the day. Oh, they want to get it out before Black Friday. Yeah, absolutely. Oh man, that'd be really good. Uh, just to just to spark some. I mean, interest is going to be super high with both of these companies, whether Xbox or PS Five, really focusing on you know those launch titles. You and I talked about how we just really haven't bought systems in the past because they don't. A, they uh, mo- most of the time they have you know issues or something you know that needs to be fixed, and B, a lot of times they don't launch with very many titles, or you know you're not sure you want those. Uh, and so this year they have really pushed both PlayStation and Xbox PlayStation really more than Xbox. Xbox has focused on just kind of uh, pitching how uh, they've really uh, developed this backwards compatible system that you can play all your old games and even better because of the, you know, the system specs on the, uh, the series X uh, Xbox. But uh, here's some other stats from, from this guy that, that leaked this out, but he, He's saying that the regular PS5, that's the one with the the 4K Blu-ray disc drive, it's going to be five hundred dollars, which is that's not really surprising. That's about what I thought it would be. Uh, and then remember, PS5 is putting out a second edition, which is just a digital PS5, so it has no Blu-ray disc drive. You couldn't put a disc in it, nothing like that. But uh, that's going to sell for four hundred dollars. And both this is this is where I had a question. Both the uh, digital and regular edition are going to come with an 825 gig SSD. Now that's that's pretty big, and it's an SSD, so it's fast. 
But I'm thinking, man, I've got friends who they have, you know, four gig external drives right now for PS4, you know, to, to hold those games. How many games is 825 gigs going to hold? <laughs> That's what I'm wondering. Right. I mean, I can't I can't remember what the what the standard hard drive is on the PS4. Was it 500 gigs? I think so. Yeah. And I mean, I'm by no means a hardcore gamer. And I've had to go through two or three times and delete files just so I could load a new game. Exactly. That's what uh, a few a few of us, I think about three guys, got together and, and bought my brother an external drive because I think he had three games loaded. And if you have Call of Duty Modern Warfare this year, you you know this uh, this struggle. But every time it updates, it is, it is a ridiculous amount of, of data. I, and I'm talking could be... 60, 80 gigs, you know, you, you never know. Right. I mean, and so that's just ridiculous when you're selling one terabyte hard drives, external hard drives for the game systems, you know, it's, it's, it's some serious stuff. Exactly. So, you know, they're both supposed to have this eight, 825 gig SSD, which will be good. You know, especially if you don't uh, play a lot of games, you know, you, you, you know, I do this sometimes. I'll get one game and I'll just play play that, and I, I don't even want another game. I'm I'm fine with my one game, and so you know, you have probably two or three games, but I, I'll be curious if if it'll actually hold more than three games. Uh, with you're talking about next gen graphics, so bigger file sizes, you know, theoretically anyway, I would think it right. would be, but uh, unless uh, you know, I don't unless know. they're going to be pulling more from the disc than they have in the past. Yeah, and I doubt I, it. Uh, I do too. You know, because they're they're hyping the hardware. You know, they're wanting you know, one of the things that, that PlayStation did was put the the old Spider Man game that was so popular and just very beautiful, but they put it on the PS five and you know, they said no lag, you know, it was all smooth, it looked good. And so, you know, I think that's that's what they're going is just, you know, smoothness. And if you're if you're constantly reading it's it's not gonna it's not gonna be that way because you know the uh, the memory is is not that much bigger. You're gonna have 16 gigs of memory, but uh, in both Xbox and PlayStation Five. So I think I think it'll be that. I think I think people will be frustrated pretty quickly about you know the the size and you're probably looking at an external drive. But we'll see. It could be wrong. Oh, I, uh, but this this guy. Uh, I was go ahead. saying about six months there'll be a a pro edition with a at least a terabyte hard drive. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, that's that's one of the, the marketing things is that you're going to have different editions and all that. And I wish you could just customize it at the beginning, you know, have have several things, you know, the options you could order and have immediately. That makes more sense to me. Like the old, uh, I was going to say like the old uh, Sega Genesis where you could slap the Sega CD on there and the 32X and all that, all that stuff that nobody bought. Uh, that doesn't even sound familiar to me. I didn't even know they did it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, uh, like we talked about last week, you know, with the games, you know, make it make it customizable. That's the same thing for the the systems as well. Of course, people are going to go out and get bigger hard drives anyway. That's just going right. to happen. All right. Well, to uh, to finish out what he what he leaked out, the accessories controllers are going to cost sixty bucks. Uh, charging station uh, thirty dollars. HD camera sixty bucks. And the most expensive accessory that that he listed was uh, their Pulse 3D wireless headset, and that's going to go for one hundred and sixty dollars. Jamie, are you going to rush out and buy the uh, uh, the Pulse 3D wireless headset? 
Uh, no. <laughs> thanks for uh, thanks for the response. <laughs> uh, no. No, uh, I'm I'm to be honest, I am not going to rush out and buy the PlayStation Five just because. I mean, a five hundred dollar price tag that is just too steep for me to pay for really anything brand new uh, that doesn't have wheels or anything like that on it. I'm going to wait. I'm going to see how the uh, how the prices come down within six months to a year and maybe buy one then. But yeah, the wireless headset, uh, I mean, it's probably just going to be like the other PlayStation where you can just hook up any any regular old Bluetooth headset and be good. Now, I'm sure. Right, and it should be. And I'm sure, you know, the Pulse has... I mean, I'm sure it's a good quality item. It's just not aimed at. Uh, I'm no longer in that demographic. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> well, I am, and I might. <laughs> I, I like that, man. I I don't know if I'll get. I don't know if I'll get that headset, but I will. I will definitely have a, a couple of controllers and you know charging station, all that stuff. I'm, I don't know about the camera because my. I guess it just depends on what what games come out for. That'll probably be a later thing for me if I get that. But uh, definitely, definitely some of the accessories. That's probably for like a VR setup. I know they've uh, they've been kind of pushing that with the PlayStation Four. Uh, I've heard you know some pretty good things about the PlayStation Four VR. Sixty dollars for a controller. That's that's pretty well standard. Uh, I mean, the PlayStation Four controllers. I think they're still going for sixty dollars right now, brand new. If you got the if you get the Sony brand. Uh, yeah, that's why you buy on I'm Amazon, not, right? Uh, that charging dock. Um, I mean, is is there not going to be a way to charge your controllers through the console? Like, oh yeah, know, I'm sure there will be. The but, you know, if you want to do multiple, you know, because they don't they right. don't really come with a lot of uh, a lot of uh, places to plug in or anything like that. So, if right. you're going to have uh, like your family, you've got what, five boys in the house. So, if you're going to have multiple controllers, you know four or five controllers you're going to need need something but but you could also use your your phone charger too so or at least on playstation you could so yeah right you could uh i've done that many times sitting on the couch uh plugged into my phone charger while my battery's going dead exactly hmm. and you could pro- you could probably even use a usb hub to be honest oh yeah yeah i've got a powered one right here that would that would work i'm sure um, but you know, we talked uh, plenty about PS five, but, uh, Xbox is also, you know, coming out about the same time there, there are leaks on that as well. And, and I even saw one leak that said it would be a week earlier than PS five. So that would be interesting. That's why I wonder if, if PS five won't, won't match that. But, uh, we, we talked about that PS five hype event, but Xbox is also coming out with, they have a game showcase coming up on July 23rd. That's a Thursday at 11 a.m. on YouTube Gaming. And so the big thing that they're really pitching from this is, uh, I talked about the, the advanced backwards compatibility that they've, they, they've said that your old games will play better because of this new hardware. Uh, but also they are releasing uh, the Halo Infinite gameplay. And so if, if, you know, Xbox for the longest time, at least when it came out, to me, Halo was that flagship exclusive for them. And so uh, I'll be interested. I'll be I'll be watching that just to watch the watch this gameplay. I think it'll be fun. Like I said, the, I've never really gotten into those hype videos. And if you're gonna hype something, show me some gameplay. So I'll probably tune into this and see what it looks like, and you know, see if it's worth worth looking at Xbox. But I know I'm getting the PS5, so 
Uh, I'm definitely gonna gonna do that. But did you play Halo on Xbox ever? Very very little. Uh, like I said, I didn't really. I only owned one Xbox, and I just never really. I never really played it. Uh, Halo wasn't. I'm not a big first person shooter, so Halo really wasn't my my cup of tea. Right. Yeah, I remember you saying that. Well, the other other thing with this is is that uh, as we're moving closer to these next gen consoles, you know, information is kind of getting out that that most likely these new games, you know, a lot of them anyway, are going to be at a new price point. You know, we've been kind of used to the fifty nine ninety nine price point, and you know this this year we're probably going to see new games being sixty nine ninety nine. So we're going to hit seventy dollars for a game. Will that keep you from buying a new game? Do you buy new games anyway? I don't buy a lot of new games just because, I mean, you can wait a month or two and go get one used for $35 while it's still, you know, it's still a brand new game. But yeah, I mean, titles that I want, titles that I, I just, I just got to have. Yeah, I'll pay, I'll pay 60 bucks for a new game, but those titles are very, very few and far between. Right. I, I guess for me, it would be those sports games that I have to have. And that would be, well, in the past, it'd be NCAA football, uh, but certainly Madden most of the time for me. Uh, I usually can't wait on that. Um, that, you know, I can on like an NBA 2K because I don't, I'm so into football that, you know, NBA is not on my radar, like a lot of people until Christmas. And so I can wait on, on some things, but uh, the show that we've talked about in baseball, MLB, the show. And Madden are usually ones that I'm going to have new. And so I guess I'll be eating that, that $70 uh, probably this year uh, because Madden is launching on PS5, I saw. So that, that'll get me. Uh, and maybe a first-person shooter. I'm, I'm a little different. I do like uh, some different ones, uh, mainly because I get to play with my brother and, and some of our friends. And that, that kind of helps us you know, hang out virtually since we don't live in the same town and uh, just to get on and, and catch up. So. You know, maybe maybe one other other game during the year, but uh, you know, I'm, I may get into it this year just to uh, be a part of the hype because I'm, we've talked about. You know, we neither one of us ne- usually get into these new systems, and I may do that this year. I may jump into the hype a little bit and buy a couple of games because my my seven year old he's he's really liking you know learning to play some things. He's still playing Minecraft on on PS4, and he he's about uh, he's about a Minecraft dictionary at this point he's always telling me random facts <laughs> when i'm not asking for them you know so uh he's always doing that and it just can remember it too he he wants to watch the youtube channel about minecraft and all this stuff and so uh he watched some of that video with me the other day on on the ps5 hype video and and he was like man i, I want to see that there's there's one uh, uh i don't know if you you saw that video but there's there's one game coming out where the whole thing is you're trying to wreck other people in cars. And I mean, that's, that's fun to me, but he was just, he's like, daddy, can we get oh, that? Yeah. So <laughs> I want that one. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so, you know, it's kind of like a uh, road rash for us back in the day, you know, we're right, knocking right, people off right. motorcycles and stuff. And I, I'm just going to, I'm just going to forewarn you the uh, Minecraft YouTube videos. Um, get ready for at least five years of that. Oh yeah. I don't doubt it. I mean, it's, it's in his blood for sure. My, uh, it, it would take another game to get him away from it. I think my, my 12 year olds, they'll, they, uh, they'll go back and forth between the, uh, Fortnite videos and the Minecraft videos. So it's, it's one or the other. I have Fortnite on my PS4, but I have never started it. So 
I just try to keep it updated in case I ever want to. But, uh, uh, but there's a there's a mode now on Call of Duty that uh, it is is kind of like uh, what you do in Fortnite. You don't build stuff, but you know, kind of the same concept. And so that kind of uh, that that probably takes care of that that Fortnite thing for me. But uh, you know, my son might like it. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, I've got it. I've also got it installed just for the day. They're like, hey, can we? You you play Fortnite with us? There you go. So, because it, it it's cross compatible with uh you know different consoles, so that's kind of neat about that game. Right, right. Well, we've talked a lot about gaming. We uh, of course you can hear we we love it, even though we you know kind of have different approaches to it, different games that we like, different uh, uh, maybe even different systems. But uh, we we wanted to just include a little bit of uh, of sports news here at the end. Uh, just because we, well, we haven't talked about it, Jamie, but, uh, uh, we've been <laughs> talking about it hadn't been happening. That's right. It hadn't been <laughs> happening. You know, the, the baseball season still, uh, coming up July 23rd and July 24th. There's still people opting out. I, I found a list today that really only had eight, eight guys that were opting out. Now different, uh, different, uh, players have had COVID. And so they've had to, you know, stay at home and quarantine, uh, Joey Gallo from the Rangers who I, who I follow. Uh, he's asymptomatic, but tested positive, so he had to stay home. And so there's still this looming, you know, will they get the testing right and all this stuff to to be able to have this 60-game season? I sure hope they do because, man, I want it. So we're still looking at that, looking forward to it, and, you know, be paying attention to the news because I wouldn't doubt if if more people don't opt out as we get close. But uh, um, but the really what we wanted to, to say today was – just says Patrick Mahomes contract, which seemed uh, to be a, a mammoth gargantuan contract. Uh, Patrick Mahomes is the the quarterback for the Kansas City Chiefs, and he got he got a contract, Jamie, that is worth up to five hundred and three million dollars. Now that that should you know have you sit down a minute, and you know because you're getting lightheaded, but. Uh, the big thing to know in his contract is though the the numbers are big to actually get that five hundred and three million dollars, he would have to both win the MVP every year and win the Super Bowl every year. So that's not going to happen. But he is, as a football player, still guaranteed one hundred and forty million dollars over ten years. That's guaranteed money. You know, the rest of it's incentive, 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 and um, and so he could he can make a lot of money. I'm I'm okay with one hundred and forty. You know, if my my church wants to, you know, up the giving and give me $140 million. I might question them, you know, what, what is this? You know, where did this come from? But, but, uh, uh, 140 okay million dollars, a lot of money. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Well, let's just take, uh, take a big percentage of that. Let's take 1% of that. Um, but that's a, that's a fantastic thing. I love watching Patrick Mahomes play. The chiefs have been, all oh, the chiefs have been fun to watch. Uh, we're both, we both watch football for, for fantasy reasons, Fan, fantasy reasons. That sounds weird. Fantasy football. Um, <laughs> but, uh, so we, we fantasize about playing. Yeah, that's NFL. right. That's right. We, and especially getting $140 million. I definitely fantasize about that, but oh, what a, uh, what a contract. And you know, he's really, really paid off from, uh, well, really the last what, year, two years. Yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 uh, only been a couple, two or three years, I think. I think, yeah, I think this is his fourth year. That's crazy. Well, we uh, we we salute you, Patrick Mahomes, and 
and that big contract. We are we are just well jealous. That's it. Anyway, that will do it for this week and episode four. We are so thankful that you would tune in and uh, and be here with us for this. Remember that we have a Facebook page at facebook.com slash fanatic life podcast. Uh, see us there. We'd love to talk to you. We hope you have a wonderful week for Jamie. I'm John. We'll see you later. Bye.